This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold, defender of humanity. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. And I thank each and every one of you who've gone over to uh, Apple Podcasts, left a five-star review and a comment. We really appreciate that. Your work does not go unappreciated, folks. You're helping us grow this podcast, and we do appreciate it. I've been getting a lot of emails and texts and stuff from people who've been listening to the show, and I really do appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, Let me read two more paragraphs to you quickly, and then we're going to get into this video from the BBC a few months ago. It says, uh, excuse me, that was a sneeze, ladies and gentlemen, so I excuse myself. God bless me, or Nostrobia, as they would say in Poland. All right, folks, it goes on to say a comprehensive review published by the New York Academy of Sciences three years ago highlights a series of achievements by various research groups using ex vivo, which is out of the body, ex vivo uterus environments to support mammalian fetuses early in pregnancy. Essentially, two areas of biotechnology are developing rapidly that potentially can enable ectogenesis in humans and along the way what the authors of the academy review call partial ectogenesis because a fetus develops substantially with respect to external form and internal organs during the second half of pregnancy our current capability to deliver and maintain preterm infants actually is a kind of partial ectogenesis it goes on to say supported by all of the equipment in the neonatal intensive care unit nicu a premature infant continues its development as a normal fetus of the same gestational age would do inside the mother's uterus but with one important exception inside the womb oxygenated nourished blood comes in and blood carrying waste goes out that's through the placenta and umbilical cord and we've been taking birth classes and i learned all about that it's amazing what mother nature 
was able to create folks frankly it's it's amazing hopefully our duel is going to come on and we'll have the doll that will show you with the placenta and the umbilical cord it's magical honestly once delivered however a preemie must breathe through its lungs cleanse the blood with its liver and kidneys and get nutrition through its gastrointestinal tract okay now what i'm going to do is let's go over to this video from the bbc this was from about seven months ago so you can start to see the technology in which they've been pushing sort of slowly letting out there the last seven months let's take a look at this and then we'll get back to that article and then i'm going to end up going into uh, Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and such involvement in the synthetic womb uh, movement and why they believe that we need to move forward with this technology. And then we'll go back to JBS Haldane and we'll get into a little more of the history of this, who he was, and then we'll eventually get out of this topic and on to Biden's executive order and back into maybe Operation Paperclip and the 1995 Paper Industrial Society and its future. And then also Marie Albanese dumped a lot of stuff on my lap the last couple days with some of the super soldier programs and genetic modification. So that's going to have to fit in there. And that actually kind of fits right in with Operation Paperclip. So let's watch this video right now. A lot of my analysis of the future of, of pregnancy and the artificial uterus is based on my concern for the health and well-being for the bodies of those who gestate babies. If you're a woman of childbearing age, the most likely reason for you to end up needing medical treatment is pregnancy and childbirth. The project we are working on, which is often called artificial womb, but we call it mostly perinatal life support. Our goal is to help extremely preterm babies. I think it's very easy to be led off track by the, the slightly matrix nature of this technology. To be fair, I don't think that's a very accurate representation of what anyone's trying to do. Okay, so let's pause for a second. As I mentioned, this video is from about seven months ago. Now, the reason why this is important, folks, and these are all of these different scientists and doctors speaking right now who are working out of various universities and hospitals developing this technology. We'll see a little bit more about this, what they're doing in China with this robotic nanny that they created. I made a joke about that when we were talking about Ida, the uh, robotic painter. But anyway, yes, they have this robotic nanny, they call it, which is uh, looking over the artificial womb and so we'll get into that soon but they're talking about it again the point of mothers having issues during birth and removing the baby and then putting them into the artificial womb but you'll see um shortly you will see that just like the Neuralink brain chip it's for people that have paralysis but then eventually it's for everyone well you're going to start seeing people like Elon Musk and Teal-connected people talking about how it's so that women don't have to be burdened with giving birth, that they can just have their baby raised in an artificial womb while they continue to work because you don't want the baby to mess up your career. And then all of you know what happens after you have the baby and your maternity leave wears out, which you won't need maternity leave, I guess, if you're going to have... Uh, a baby born in an artificial womb because then they'll probably just offer to keep it for a year while they breastfeed it for you and you don't even have to take part in that but then you know what comes next then you just drop your baby off at pre-k 
um, when it's one years old and you don't even have to take care of it again for the rest of your life because you send it through high school and basically you never have to see your children. I guess you'll just sign them over to Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. Uh, and or the government, even though they are actors on behalf of the government. So I can see where this is going. It's quite obvious to see where this is going. I think you see it. You're all a very intelligent group of people. So let's continue with this. I think there's always an ethical price. My job as a scientist is to make the technology and put it on the table. We are going to be capable of creating an external womb within a generation or two. And Now, now, that, that gentleman before her said... As a scientist, and you would know this if you listened to the app last episode when I was complaining about the gentleman who developed Ida, and uh, you know, so now they're saying, "Yeah, my job as a scientist is just create the technology and put it out there." But then they want to say later when someone gets a hold of this and does bad, horrible things with it. I don't know, like an Adolf Hitler. Then they start saying, "Well, the technology was neutral. The people are doing horrible things with it, but why don't you bear?" any of the blame when you're the one who actually developed it and put it out there. We all are going to have a completely different reaction to what it means for us and for our lives. So on the screen, it says artificial uterus. How close are we to growing humans outside the womb? says scientists around the world are currently working to develop systems that mimic the human uterus the goal is to provide care for extremely preterm babies that can't be treated in traditional incubators because their organs are not fully developed especially the lungs successful trials have been done with premature lambs we showed that essentially what we do is we connect some very thin tubes or catheters to the umbilical cord and we're able to reroute uh, blood through that and that allows us to provide gas exchange to the fetus it's driven by the fetal heart we're able to oxygenate the fetus uh, without needing to use the lungs to do that we use the the heart of the uh, perinate itself to pump around in the blood. So it must be a very dedicated small device, which is a technological point of view, quite complex. So our project is dedicated to simulations. We do computer simulations. So we mimic the, uh, the perinate by developing robot kind of uh, mannequins. Now, now, I will just say, they were complaining that this would be compared to the movie The Matrix. Meanwhile, in this BBC mini-documentary, they are showing all their models of babies with, like, all these hoses going into them inside of artificial sacs, which looks very much like the movie The Matrix. And basically, they're doing what they did in the movie The Matrix, so it's very Matrix-like whether they want to understand that or not folks this continues to say the scientists estimate that we are still at least 10 years away from starting human trials but we've seen in other articles that they are very close to human trials if not already doing it on humans and I, the reason for that if you're going to introduce something new clinically it's got to be manifestly better than what's already available if you look at uh, 23 weeks on um, your survival rate per se is, is probably 40 maybe 50 percent so you've got to be punching well well above that some recent research is pushing the boundaries in this field for the first time scientists were able to grow healthy mouse embryos in a mechanical womb for 11 days they were trying to observe how organs are formed 
which is impossible when the embryos are inside the womb. We are already trying to work on other animals that have similarities in the shape of the embryo to humans. And one of those is the rabbit action. And I can report that we are very, very successful with very minor adaptation to do that in rabbit. So that is all encouraging, suggesting that there is feasibility to do this in humans. I would predict that it is possible with the same system. And this is something that we and other labs are trying to pursue. Once the technology comes, what changes will it trigger? Author Helen Sagwek has explored this topic in her work. I alternate reality, where the invention of a portable external womb has been widely accepted throughout society. I worked as a bioengineer myself, so my background is as a scientist, um, and I suggested this as a solution. It can save the lives of premature babies. It can be life-changing for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to have a child in all sorts of ways. But there are also some huge questions. Okay, okay, so there's two parts that she said right there, and I have to stop that. She said one, did you hear her? One was that it could be used for premature babies, okay, which is always tug at the heartstrings. And I understand that, and if people have had that happen and they use certain technologies to save their baby, hey, you've got to do what you got to do. I'm not criticizing people or passing judgment on people okay and the second part though she said was for people who can't have babies in normal ways which is what opens the door to bringing one of these portable artificial wombs into your home and growing a baby in the living room or whatever okay now i'm telling you that's where this technology is going i if you use the technology to help out with your premature baby then okay that's um, again i'm not passing judgment on you but i'm telling you that's the slippery slope although these people behind it already know where this is going so they need to introduce the technology one your premature baby is a guinea pig to help train that system just like people using the gig work platforms like instacart the grocery app are the guinea pigs training the system they don't know that in the interim those people benefit they're making a little bit of money in the interim your child benefited because maybe it saved their life but the data they're collecting the analytics and everything is going into their system to help build the full system which is growing the babies in these artificial wombs completely separate from the mother and they want to be able to fertilize the egg in these systems so there's no father or mother involved in this process okay and so you end up with a child with no mother or father owned by a lab owned by a corporation owned by a government or whatever and so that's where they're going with this so they're going to make it sound like as they're introducing and normalizing and humanizing the technology they'll eventually have a set of parents who say we couldn't have kids thank god for the synthetic womb we grew the baby in our basement and it was fantastic but the ultimate goal is so that the corporations and the governments can grow these babies without parents i mean you have to see that folks these people don't love me and you they're not trying to solve problems with me, for me and you and there isn't enough money to be made on true premature babies or on parents who can't have children there isn't enough money to be made to justify the money the time the research the energy the creativity that goes into developing the technology just like the Neuralink brain chip i showed you elon musk says they're going to be able to put it in your head for a couple thousand dollars well the cia investment companies behind him 
uh, all of the technocratic billionaire oligarchs behind him, they aren't doing that for that limited amount of money. There's an ulterior motive involved. And the same that goes with this type of technology and all the technology that these technocratic transhumanists are rolling out normalizing and humanizing through these type of stories when we get back we're going to finish up this video you don't want to miss it folks and then that will lead us into the next part of this series ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. Maybe this show could have been, uh, wasn't there a song? Can you see what I see? That should have been the name of this show. Can you see what I see? See, if I had a music license, like Commander Payne has over there at the Thomas Payne Podcast, I would play that song as I came back. Because I was thinking, man, I can see right through their plans. I know many of you can as well. There's always bad intentions behind these guys. There's always some MO going on, some ulterior motive going on, folks. And so can you see what I see? Can you see what's coming? If there's anyone out there who is retired and looking for a little hobby and likes to sing, I would love to just record some little clips, like, you know, 10 seconds with a piece of a song that I can play on this soundboard. Uh, you have the ability to load in sound effects and you can play them. And so uh, I haven't used it yet, but I was thinking that would be great to have little clips from these songs because then you can't get, can't get in trouble for copyright infringement, but uh, you could play these little clips. Can you see what I see? I see what's coming folks i see what's coming let's continue with this video here if uh, technology replaces traditional pregnancy and childbirth then who owns that technology who controls its use who is it going to be for is this something that could be forced on people people with a uterus are generally expected to be the ones that carry pregnancies if artificial uteruses were available to everyone. Yes, I think it could really make a difference to sort of gender roles. On the one hand, maybe we would just see a much greater fluidity, but I do think it's possible that we might see things go the other way. We still live in societies where women come under heavy pressure to fulfill certain social norms and expectations. Okay, folks, you see, this is the tenets of transhumanism here. This is why you're seeing, and don't let it ever fool you, that this non-organic synthetic uh, transgender movement, okay, the fluidity of sexes, of genders and such, uh, starting in your children's kindergartens in some states and some cities, and moving its way up throughout society now, it's not about gay rights, folks. It's about confusing people. It's about breaking down the norms, but not just social norms or cultural norms. It's about breaking apart real science. These guys like to say, 
support the science i trust the science if you don't trust the science you're a racist you're not welcome here you're a hater the science is there's a man and a woman and they have sex and then they give birth to a baby the woman carries it the woman breastfeeds the man should be there to support them and such and so uh they're breaking down science itself and now they're going to take away the magic the magic of a woman carrying the child something beautiful something that all men should uh, respect and if you're a man out there listening to this and you're next to your wife or you're driving with your wife in the car and listening turn to your wife if you had a child with her or you're having a child with her and give her a kiss on the cheek and tell her you love her that she was so brave and so amazing for carrying that child and helping raise that child though it's magical folks and they want to take away the magic of humanity from humans so that they can grow them in labs and then you put out these quack doctors like that one this woke doctor that oh we're going to break down gender roles and all of this like oh carrying a baby is this burden on women and now they're not going to have to do it folks they are attacking humanity they've declared war on humanity they're taking away the magic of natural birth just like they want to take away your romantic walks on the beach they want to take away your hikes in the mountains they want to take away your vacations with your children they want to take away fishing on the lake and they want to put it all into the synthetic cyber metaverse where you can sit there with VR headsets on and escape into some pixelated mountain somewhere. Folks, do you see? It's an attack on humanity itself. And now they want to take away the magic of birth. I'm telling you, it's not going to make you happier. It is not going to make you better. It's not going to bring your family together. This stuff is all anti-human. Don't let them tug at your heartstrings and play to your emotions to make you believe that somehow this is to help disenfranchise folks. It's not, folks. It's to crush and destroy humanity. Let's continue. What makes the revolution is not the scientific development in itself. It's the, the social response to that. The ethics involved will need careful consideration. A technology like this, if it's developed to the point where we can gestate a baby for the full length of term outside the human body, then viability begins at conception. And that's quite a huge shift. In the, the 1970s, when the first... Yeah, now here's the question. If viability, okay, that was the debate we were having with Roe versus Wade, is when is viability of the fetus outside of the womb? So if a baby can survive outside of the womb on its own, it was then deemed that that would be considered to be murdering the baby because you'd be murdering a baby who can survive on its own. That was basically the gist of the Roe versus Wade debate. And so, you know, then you have to deal with the United States and the Constitution Constitution and your rights to life and such and so that's where all that debate went on well if viability continues uh it's outside of the womb then what happens let me just ask you this question 
if a mother decides or a father decides to go have a child grown in a womb like maybe you give a dna swab and then they build a fake profile and then you're going to grow a baby inside of a synthetic womb can you abort that baby if you change your mind i don't know i'm just asking the question um you know can the labs laboratories that are growing them i don't know maybe one day amazon has a warehouse full of these robot nanny artificial wombs and they're just growing children on demand you can pick the eye color and stuff can you then throw that child away because it's not really yours i mean can you beat it can you torture it how does this work folks how does this work and we shouldn't even have to ask all these questions because we should just be coming out and saying no we don't want this technology IVF baby was born, there was a lot of concern and antipathy for the idea of science being so involved in reproduction. Quite often when people say, oh, this is far too risky, they might not necessarily change their view if it turned out to be safe. It's more something to do with the unnaturalness, with the idea that we're going against the, the, the sort of biological design of our species. Is there a justification that the benefit is so big that we are willing to pay some ethical price? You don't ban nuclear physics because some crazy person can make a nuclear bomb. You don't ban virology research because someone who's crazy will make a dangerous virus. The same. Oh, no, no, no. But my question has always been, why don't you ban? Why don't the scientists... Uh, why don't these engineers, why don't these government oligarchs, okay, that all sit out there and tell you how dangerous all this stuff is, as the gentleman is telling him, why don't they call for an international ban? If you see that these things are going to end up being uh, more written into the cons column than the pros column, you know, you make a column, pros and cons, pros and cons of artificial wombs. Let's see, corporations and governments could breed babies with no parents and turn them into genetically modified super soldiers. Okay, what's the pros? Uh, we can help a couple of, uh, no, no, I think the cons outweigh the pros. But see, what you're not thinking about is the priorities and intentions of the governments and corporations are not the same pros and cons that a normal, ethical, moral human would have. So when we say in the pros column of the artificial synthetic womb is developing super soldiers that are genetically modified and that they don't have parents, so you could do whatever you want with them that to a normal person with ethics and morals and principles and values would be a con oh for the government and corporations that is a pro ladies and gentlemen that is a pro and that's why this stuff is allowed to happen and these scientists some of them may be evil others are like you and me they need a paycheck so they just go along with it unfortunately the people that are in this video talking about it obviously agree with all this stuff so i would put them on the evil side of things dark intentions they know exactly what's going to happen with this because the majority of them if i broke this down i'm sorry i would say all of them i'm willing to even if anyone could challenge me on that i don't know you win something i'll give you a 20 dollar amazon gift card but the thing is every one of them is backed by some government grant so they know damn well what they're building this for i think here we should be very thoughtful and have open discussions because again there is huge benefit involved it says on the screen uh tech titans recently vocalized their will to invest in it uh and it's going to go on but 
Uh, Sahil Lavingia, who we're going to talk about later, said we should be investing in technology that makes having kids much faster, easier, cheaper, more accessible, synthetic wombs, etc. And that was in response to Elon Musk, who we're going to get into, who said we should be much more worried about population collapse so now they have musk out there he's the propagandist who kicks off these discussions who said we need to be worried about population collapse so now he looks like the foe to bill gates and others to talk about pop overpopulation and population control so now musk puts out into the lexicon he's this tony stark character that wants to have population expansion and then you're going to start having the investors pop in we'll see this uh, shortly that are starting to say well oh what about synthetic wombs okay because people aren't having children anymore well that's because these guys socially and culturally pushed people out of having children okay they made it more difficult for people to have children because why the mom and dad are at work all day trying to make ends meet buying a seven hundred thousand dollar townhouse here in the city of frederick maryland that's why okay so it says tech titans recently vocalized their will to invest in synthetic womb technology to remove the high burden of pregnancy and reduce inequality. You have to be mindful of the incredibly complex nature of running one of these systems. You need a large number of extremely highly trained individuals and um, fairly vast resources to run this system. You would be much better spending money on things like education and access to all sorts of medical support and childcare and all of those other things that are fundamentally important. But if one day women never had to give birth again, what would happen? I think every woman you ask would probably feel quite differently about that question. For me personally, I think it would be great. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, um, you're a witch. For a lot of women, it would be a, a heartbreaking loss. One of the things that's really important is that women play an essential role in the development of this technology so that it doesn't become the patriarchy choosing what's going to happen to women's bodies. It has to be about individual choice. Yeah, the patriarchy choosing this. It, it was actually uh, Mother Nature, uh, a female Mother Nature, who chose uh, that women were going to be the ones to have the Oh, the magical experience carried the child. And then, look, if you're a woman out there and you're upset what I'm saying, I'm sorry. I think it's magical. And I think if you want to get on board with the technocrats and the transhumanists to allow them to grow children in labs, you are just going to be cut out of the equation. You'll be rendered useless by Yuval Noah Harari, and they will cast you to the side. They will push you into the ovens. And I hate to say that, but it is true. I would stand up for your right to have your own children tell your children to have their own children do not fall into this trap ladies and gentlemen these people work day and night to engineer us out of existence now if they need babies they're going to be able to breed babies we are going to get deeper into that but i hope that was good i hope that was a starting point to open your eyes open your eyes to the world around you to what is going on to what these scientists and these madmen are doing open your eyes to the light as if you were a child who was just born from its mother's body with its head back 
opening its eyes for the first time, experiencing the world for the first time, because what we're doing here at this show on the Dustin Gold Standard is we're opening your eyes to this world that you never knew was around you, to the evils of these scientists and engineers, to these technocrats and transhumanists who want nothing more than to engineer humanity out of existence. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. We will return with the second hour of this special series in another few hours. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 